Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 164 or 5 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. It's 165 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and uh, joining me this week is a great friend, but a bad loser. His name is... I'm Jesse the Weasel Wilson. What makes you say that? Oh, come on, dude. You're not a, you're not the most graceful loser in the world. What have I lost recently? <laughs> I don't even I don't even lose. <laughs> exactly. I'm probably a bad loser when I'm winning everything. <laughs> I just love that like you love competition so much that I tried <laughs> to do a side bet with Levi this week in the fantasy football league and you weaseled your way in. That's why they call me the weasel, baby. <laughs> Jesse the Weasel Wilson. It's because I don't have a Halloween costume yet, and I have nothing to lose, and I really, really want to see you be Ben Roethlisberger for Halloween. You know I have a Halloween costume that I've spent Uh, a lot of time on. I try not to pay attention. Are you serious? To your plans. Wait, you're a Ghostbuster? (laughs) No, come on, dude. Remember Pax? Pretty sure you're you're a Ghostbuster Uh or Fred Flintstone. Right. That's it. You got me pegged. (laughs) But oh, I that's right, you're Fraser Yeah, No, I'm Niles. I was thinking about being Niles for Halloween this <laughs> year, honestly, but then I was like, wait, no one's going to know, because it's just me. Well, if you could find a 90s suit with out-of-control out lapels, yeah, maybe that would be and a, Yeah, the, the, the striped collar. Yeah, and you, got, you have to have like a glass of sherry as well. I think that would give it away. Well, I'll I'll live up to being a bad loser when you finally beat me at something, but until then, that that does not apply. Hey, want to play Madden? I'll beat you, man. <laughs> oh man, how was your week, buddy? Um, you know, I'm gonna get to that in my second topic. Mm. Well, how about them Seahawks, man? Yeah, uh, that game gave me literally. I was not kidding when I said it made my tummy hurt. I think yeah. it gave me an ulcer. Me too. I was my stomach was in knots, but like I tuned in. So I did the thing because they just looked deplorable the first half, and mm-hmm. then I so I did my thing where I turned it off, which is like the best thing that the she the she should have me turn off the game every time. <laughs> well, because, first he did the thing where you bitch about it on Facebook, right? That's, as long but, as we're calling each other out. No, that's a given. That's a given. Uh, mostly because I'm by myself. I'm sitting on the couch by myself. You're, I might be a sore loser, but you're a sore Seahawks loser. I, well, I literally posted something that I always say. I have my go-tos when I'm watching the game. <laughs> if the Seahawks look like shit, then I say, you play like losers, you lose like losers. So I decided to post that. And then the other one is when receivers don't catch the ball, I go, it's literally your only job. <laughs> you have one job. It's You have one job. It's to catch the ball. Why aren't you catching the ball? You also have if you have to if you have to cheat to win yeah. that's what you gotta do which is my favorite. <laughs> that's a good one if you're playing a board game or something. Yeah, but luckily uh, the Houston's de- uh, the Houston's the mm-hmm. Houston Houston's mm-hmm. decided that they would cheat for us to win. Right, exactly. <laughs> with the uh, judo slam body. Oh man, uh, body slam. Yeah. But I, but I, but like I did, I, I, I actually went off. I like watched something on Netflix because I was like, I cannot handle how shitty the Seahawks look in this game. And then I turn it back on, and then it was like six to fourteen at that point, or was it six to seventeen? Six to twenty. 
And so they were down by two touchdowns. And I was like, I think they're going to win this game. And then they won. Yeah, oh. it was pretty nuts. Um, in the third quarter, I was talking to Tasha. I was like, you know, 3-1 and one is still good. 3-1 <laughs> and one is still a really good start to the season. Right. But I went upstairs and I grabbed what has become my rally sword. Yep. Which is my uh, beige-colored wooden <laughs> sword. That... Not, not your maroon-covered? Not your maroon-colored one. No, that one, I don't know. That That's going to have to be like a special special occasion. That might right. have to be like my hold-on-to-the-lead sword. Right, yeah. But um, the rally sword served me well during the <laughs> Panthers game and the Texas game. So I think that's a thing. And it's only weird if it doesn't work, according to Bud Light. Exactly. I mean, I I think that you would have a hard time bringing that into the stadium. But... <laughs> That's why I, that that is the reason I don't go to the football yeah, exactly. Game you can't bring your rally sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried, you know, talking to the guy, the security guy. But. <laughs> Come on, man! It always works. Um, yeah, but then speaking of of side bets, so I, I guess I should explain this. So Levi and I are uh, are are competing against each other this week in in the uh, in the arrogant move fantasy football league. And I like to do a little side bet. I did one with Aaron Martinez. He lost. He has to write me a song. You might hear that on this week's Get Off Your Running Back podcast because he's going to be guest hosting. Um, but uh, also uh, for this one, I was like, I just want to do a side bet with Levi because, you know, we've been friends for so long. And also, both of us only have one loss, and that one loss is to you, Jesse, which I think is an interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, your one loss. Yeah. Interesting that you didn't propose a side bet when you went up against me. <laughs> well, uh, if it's a thing. Well, we'll See, do... I got I got to get it now because you were too chicken to do a side <laughs> bet the first week. Well, I thought that your side bet was actually really good because if what you first proposed was to uh, the loser has to dress up like Ben Roethlisberger for Halloween, which is I would get so that would be like the worst punishment for me. I would be so bad to do that. I know it would be so funny. Uh, but well, obviously I, you weren't that confident in your team because you chickened it. Well, I can't, dude. I can't because I've spent a lot of time and moolah on my costume for hey, Halloween. Guess what? So. Halloween comes like three or four times a year, dog. <laughs> All right, yeah. you're Batman. <laughs> yeah, duh. No, oh, thanks for giving it away. Oh, sorry. Spoiler uh, alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, but then I I was like, but then you proposed you a great one. Batlith spot burger. Batlith. Yeah, I'll just do a seven on my chest. It really rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Batleth Burger. Batleth. <laughs> Bat- I can't even say it. Uh, but, uh, but then you proposed we should play for pink slips and we should play for the quarterback. And, uh, and so that's what we're doing. The loser has to give his quarterback to the winner this week, which I think is an awesome, awesome side bet. It's a good thing you both have garbage quarterbacks. Well, come, Michael Vick's not a co- garbage quarterback and neither is Jay Cutler. Dude, I don't think Michael Vick's going to do very well fantasy-wise or IRL this year. Well, uh, and uh, so anyway, we're, we're playing for pink slips. And then I think that we need to figure out a side bet to do with Aaron because the uh, the Seahawks are playing the Colts in Indianapolis Ooh, this Sunday. Yeah. So we need to figure out a bald move side bet mm. with the Aaronator. So anyway, if yeah, it, this if, is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, who's someone we both hate? Because I know you love Tom Brady. <laughs> Actually, he hates Tom Brady so much. I know he hates. Okay, Tom Brady, he hates Tom you... Brady, and we hate Colin Kaepernick. Okay, so if 
If we lose, I have to be called... Oh, man. Oh. oh. <laughs> Honestly, Colin Kaepernick is a cooler costume because you can, like, draw the tattoos. I don't saying it, though. What? I don't... I don't want to finish saying it. This is... This is, these are high stakes. <laughs> I would have to be Colin Kaepernick for Halloween, or he has to be Tom Brady. Right, yes. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, that might be good, man. That might be, that might be real good. I'll do it. I'll uh, do it if he does it. All right, proposed. Uh, if the Seahawks beat the Colts, then, uh, then Aaron has to be Tom Brady for Halloween, if the Colts beat the Seahawks, Jesse has to be Colin Kaepernick for Halloween. Yikes. Get your Uggs out, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, speaking of good stuff, Jesse, what are you drinking this week? Oh, I'm, I'm drinking uh, uh, free pale ale, to be specific, from mm-hmm. work. And I also have a backup growler of water. Oh, Guys, good don't jump to conclusions. That's a good idea, man, because last time you had the backup growler beer, mm-hmm. we all know how last week turned out. Um, I'm drinking uh, a, a beer that I've never had before. I don't know if you have you heard of this, the Fishtail Ales? Oh, yeah. They're out of Leavenworth? They're out of Olympia. Oh. Are, are they, though, like the organic? I don't know. Fish Fish Brewing Company in Olympia, Washington. Right. Fishtail Ales. I'm drinking the Hodgson's, Hodgson's Bitter End IPA. Oh, dude! All right, this is this is disputed turf. <laughs> okay. At the the brewery where I work at, for the last ten plus years, we've had a bitter end IPA. Wow! It's one of our signature styles, and then all of a sudden, they're like, "We have the Hogstons mm-hmm. bitter end IPA." Mm-hmm. It's totally different because it's Hogstons bitter end IPA. Hogstons. Yeah, it's actually really funny to me, and I don't really have a I don't have a dog in the fight because right. I don't own the brewery. But right. if I did, I'd be pissed off. Well, they do have a cool label, man. It's a I cool know it's much label. cooler than ours. Wait, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, uh, regardless, I I think it's a pretty serviceable IPA. I'm sipping on it. It's got a nice uh nice body to it, which I enjoy. I had it at Father's Day Fest. I wasn't that impressed, but again, I'm I'm fairly biased. <laughs> well, it's true. And also, you know, it, it was also on sale, and uh, it's I've had a lot worse beers on sale. My the last week's uh, Scuttlebutt Gold Golden, whatever I Golden Pale, pale Ale, <laughs> which was really weird, uh, it was much worse than this. So yeah, the thing delicious. is, it's been called the Hogstons forever. Uh-huh. Like it's an old beer. And then uh, me and the head brewer, we were doing Father's Day Fest, and we're like, hey, they're calling it Hogston's Bitter End now. And <laughs> like, we're not sure how long it's been called Hogston's Bitter End versus just Hogston's. Right. But it is weird. It's, I mean, it's it's the same name as our beer. <sighs> well, it's it's not too bad. And and Jesse, who is this episode dedicated to? Uh that it's your week. You you preempted me last week. So. Oh, I thought that uh, I thought you said you had somebody. Well, uh, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna default to my beautiful wife Lydia. We've been married for actually we celebrated our 10 month anniversary yesterday. So yeah, that's that's, that's coming up. On the coming big up one. on the big paper anniversary. <laughs> Lydia's not too excited about the paper part of that, but uh, I told her that I would get her a pinata shaped like me, and she was kind of excited about that. Ooh, pinata. 
Um, it's filled with $100 bills. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, right? No. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's get to some listener feedback this week. We actually got quite a bunch of uh, of listener feedback, which is always excellent. Uh, we'll start off with the email we got. This guy's got an awesome name, Jeffrey Bowser. Mm. His last name is literally Bowser. So that makes – I mean, obviously there were Bowsers around when they came up with Bowser for Mario. Right. And there are also Marios around. This is a, this is another thing that is always weird to me. So it's like everybody outside of the Pacific Northwest, instead of saying Mario, they say Mario. Have you Mario. noticed this? Yeah. No, I've heard that before. It's weird. Mario. And and wrong. Yeah, it's weird and wrong. It's Mario. Mm-hmm. Like Wario. It's very easy, <laughs> right? You make a, no, they say Wario. Wario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, Bowser says, hey, guys, love the show. Catching up on the old episodes, so I haven't listened to the most recent 10 or so, but I just wanted to do this quickly while I have a free minute. While I was watching the Breaking Bad uh, ending, it literally made me cry, which is weird for me because I haven't cried other than in really bad pain once since I was about 13 or 14, and I'm 19 now, so I'm feeling sad and curious. <laughs> oh. sad, sad and Curious is actually the name of my new um, improv jazz album. It's the name of my emo band, uh-huh. so I'm getting in another name dispute here. Excellent. Uh, so here are some questions. Number one, what, if any, TV show, movie, or book has made you cry gotten a visceral response from you? Oh, Jesus. Everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like Game of Thrones, like how many times has Game of Thrones made you cry? Oh, a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, I, I talked about last week's show. I was watching uh, the new show Derek, which is the new Ricky Gervais show. Seven episodes are available on, on Netflix. Four of them made me cry. The last <laughs> one literally made me bawl. Yeah. I was also yeah, really drunk, uh, but yeah, Bowser, you're talking to a couple of guys who are pretty soft, pretty soft, and also pretty soft. And I was like, I don't think I've cried that much since the Green Mile. And then my wife's like, The Descendants, and I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, The Descendants made me cry so much. <laughs> the Descendants, I watched Descendants by myself, which is like a George Clooney movie. I watched it by myself, and I was crying like crazy. And my wife came home right at the end while I was like bawling, and I got <laughs> up and like hugged her and told her I loved her and like. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're a bunch of softies. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he asked number two. If so, does it happen when you're reminded of it? Because I'm probably going to get all weepy every time I hear "Baby Blue" by Badfinger from now until I die. Wow. Yeah, I don't really do it retroactively, but no, I don't either. Got to be in the moment. I got it out of my system, and usually being drunk helps. Um, <laughs> anyway, he says you're 19. Take that advice to heart. Yeah, and this sounds really interesting. Also, I was randomly hopping through Wikipedia when I came across an upcoming show, Penny Dreadful, starring Josh Hartnett. The show is going to be taking inspiration from Frankenstein, the picture of Dorian Gray, and presumably stories from Penny Dreadful magazines, pulp magazines, and dime novels. Since you guys always talk about Cthulhu, I thought you might like this because I think they have H.P. Lovecraft influence in it. But that might just be wishful thinking, that's all. And he says, please stay arrogant. Bowser, thank you so much for uh, for writing in. And I'm just going to call you Bowser. I'm sure all your friends call you Bowser. You, they better. Yeah. Uh, that's a cool-ass name. It's a cool-ass name. But don't cry about it. <laughs> all right. And then up next, uh, we got a couple of voicemails. So here's the first one coming from Florida. Hey, Jesse and Eric. This is your... Uh you know, Floridian. Uh, I'm pretty lit up right now. I just had a uh, Southern Tier pumpkin 
ale and it's one pint. Man, this is this is some good stuff. Let me tell you what. You guys need to talk about this. It's awesome. All right. I know one of you guys isn't a fan of the pumpkin ales or whatever, but Eric. this stuff is great. Oh, come here, Brooklyn. <laughs> anyway, um, Wilson? I was just calling because nobody called him last week, and uh, my Patriots beat Atlanta. I know it was a close game there at the end, but go New England Patriots. Anyway, um, I love y'all's show. Um, it's awesome. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Don't change. Uh, get off my back. This is Jay Solero from New Smyrna Beach. Peace out. JJJ. This Wait, is that's a- not... That's no, not Hot Babe Jay. No, it's not Hot, Hot Babe Jay. It's Jay from Salerno oh, Beach. We got a regular Jay off over here. We do. God. <laughs> Wait, if you're from Florida, how are you a New England That's fan? what I was wondering, dude. Like, you literally have three football teams in your state, and you can't figure out one yeah, of them. Yeah, one a direct for? rival of the yeah. Patriots. I actually, so, Eric, I got to admit something here. What's that? I like those new Dolphin uniforms. Aren't they cool? I like them. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to really like the retros, though, when they do throwbacks, because I love the dolphin with the stupid football helmet on. <laughs> it's so yeah, goofy. That doesn't make any sense. It's right. wearing a different helmet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely deliberately got rid of that, but man, I really <laughs> like it. It looks like, you know, it's like Miami Vice invaded your team. I think they're pretty sweet. I like the New Year. I like football uniforms. Don't really have a like strong precedent like baseball uniforms do. I'm like go crazy with them, man. <laughs> it's one of the best parts of the Arena Football League. But yeah, why don't you become a Jags fan? Why don't you become like one of the handful of Jags fans? <laughs> yeah, Jay. you get two free beers even just for tuning in. They send you two yeah. pints of pumpkin <laughs> ale in the mail. Speaking so. of, speaking of pumpkins, uh, Jesse, I'm actually thinking about trying pumpkin ale for the first time ever in my life. Wait, you've whole... never tried it? No, the idea just sounds disgusting to me. Eric, you were shit-talking it so hard last year. <laughs> you've never even tried it. I don't like vegetables in my beer, man. Um, It's a gourd. Get your gourd off my beer. And hops are a vegetable, technically? I guess. I, I don't know what they are. They're a leaf. Yeah, but what <laughs> do you have any pumpkin ales that like I should try? Dude, I even... get... Okay, so... Get the Great Pumpkin from Elysian. Mm-hmm. It's a Imperial IPA. I think that's my favorite one because normally it's like, okay, we're going to do a pumpkin ale. So it has, we've got to start with a porter because it's supposed to be dark and it's fall. And then we're going to throw in cinnamon and we're going to throw in this and we're going to throw in that. But the Great Pumpkin is just like, here's an IPA with pumpkin and it's really good. Right. So do that one. Actually, okay. this weekend is uh, the Great Pumpkin Festival in Georgetown. If you want to check that out, that'd be a great place to start. Hello. I don't know if uh, tickets are still available or not, but that's hosted by Elysian. Elysian makes a weird amount of pumpkin beer. It's like their jam. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, start with Elysian's Great Pumpkin. Okay. Um, And the the Red Hook Pumpkin, I forget what it's called, but it's pretty solid this year. All right. Well, uh, up next we got another voicemail. This one comes to us from across the pond, home of the uh, the game where one person won for the first time this uh, this past weekend. Wow, jolly old London town. Here it is, Sam. Phrased that perfectly. Exactly. I, I know. I have a strong grip on the English language. And speaking mm-hmm. of English, we're going to England. Here he is, Sam. Take it away, buddy. Hey, Eric. Hey, Jesse. Uh, Sam from London here. 
Um, just so I wanted to talk to you guys about Eurogamer, the uh, video game convention which was held last week from Thursday to Sunday in London, Earl's Court. And, yeah, so, as usual, um, video game convention, the usual games which everyone looked forward to were going out there. So you had, like, Battlefield 4, Call of Duty. Um, they were even showing new games like Destiny and Beyond. You know, you had your PS4 and Xbox One around, but... I thought, you know, these are things everyone expects. Um, but just wanted to talk about a couple of games which maybe aren't quite... Well, maybe one is high, as highly anticipated, but the other one isn't. So, um, first of all, Batman Arkham Origins. Um, I've spoken to you guys about it before and put it on the Facebook messages. Just looking absolutely brilliant. So, I know you guys say you would probably wait and get it on sale, but... You know, I don't think it really matters when you get it. It's just, just to make sure you do it at some point. It's definitely one to get. But, uh, you know, that was a game that we're still waiting to come out. I think it's the end of October that one comes out. But, uh, yeah, there's a game that's already out, uh, Payday 2, and got to play on that, and that's really good. Um, so basically with that one, it's a first-person shooter, and you go and rob banks, and then you have to basically just take out the police as they come and try and arrest you. But the funniest thing about it was you, you when you try a name, your gun just went everywhere, so it was a really good laugh. But anyway, so to be honest, that's the entire roundup. I mean, most of the games were just the ones you expect. But anyway, uh, just wanted to know what you guys think of any current games you've seen out and if you think there's anything good coming out anytime soon and one to get for Christmas. So uh, thanks for listening to me, and uh, I'll be listening to you. Wednesday, Thursday-ish. And, and thank you, Sam. Uh, get off my back. Uh, I actually uh, played Arkham Origins at PAX with Aaron. We got to talk to some of the developers. I love Arkham Origins. I thought that that was a really, really good game. I loved Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum. I loved Arkham City. And this is basically just an Arkham game, but the, the, there's a lot better investigation stuff. The combat is much cooler. The combos are much cooler. And it's Batman, dude. It's It's awesome. Um, and it gets a little more weird in terms of uh, a little more esoteric in terms of the the villains and stuff they've selected for it because you're really expanding that Batman universe. So I am excited about Batman Arkham Origins. I and uh, I'm glad you brought it up, Sam. Um, but uh, Payday Two, that's kind of a big one on Steam. It seems like kind of a kind of one that a lot of people have been talking about, at least on the Reddit's. I don't know. It seems pretty interesting. Robin Banks and all that. Uh, but uh, yeah, everyone seems to be having fun with that. I just, I couldn't understand a word he said. Oh, he's the background noise of his uh, functioning democracy. <laughs> really threw me off. <laughs> oh man, politicus. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's the name of my new podcast. It's political podcast. Politicus. My ass. Uh, all right, here we go. And it really rolls off the tongue, just like Bathless Worker. Exactly. All right, we got one more from JR, a newlywed JR from Philly, finally uh, called in once again, so here he is. Hey, what's up, guys? It's JR from Philly. I want to say thanks for the Deto a couple weeks ago. Happy to be part of the club. Uh, had an awesome wedding. I'm going to throw a couple more pictures up on the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. And... Uh, I heard last week uh, Johnny Droz gave you a little bit of info on that Brew Dogs show. Uh, give you a little mini review on it. So it's on the Esquire network, which used to be G4. Um, and 
So it's these two guys from Scotland, I guess, and it's each week they're going to a different city. Uh, the episode that I watched, they were actually in San Diego, and they were visiting Stone, so that was pretty cool. They were uh, hanging out with the founder of Stone Brewery. Uh, they give you a little bit of highlight of some great brew pubs in the area, some great breweries in the area, and then they brew a unique beer uh, to the location. So they wanted to do the ultimate San Diego IPA, and they wanted to get some of the sea uh, flavor in there. So they actually used some kelp that they went out on surfboards and grabbed that crap out of the uh, ocean. And uh, they got like a really super hot ch chili uh, pepper to put in there. And I think the third thing they threw in there was rosemary. So all of that stuff is actually like pretty cool, pretty interesting. Uh, I'm on board with all of it until, like you said, Jesse, brewing can be extremely tedious and boring. So they try and spice it up by doing the brew in a new and unique way. So they actually like retrofitted some old train car and they brewed while they were like riding a train up to Los Angeles and back. And that part felt a little gimmicky to me. Uh, but if you can get past that, it's a pretty good show. Uh, pretty enjoyable. I'd highly recommend uh, at least giving it a try and see what you think. And uh, so, hey, that's uh, what I got to say for this week. Thanks again. And next week, I'm going to a pumpkin beer festival uh, in Philadelphia. They, they have this place called the Institute. They're going to have over 80 different pumpkin beers, which is going to be the largest pumpkin beer festival in the world, uh, according to the Institute, I guess. So <laughs> I'll give you a report back on what's good from there. And get off my bizzack. Later. Get off my bazak, JR. Uh, that beer sounds disgusting. <laughs> I know, dude. Kelp, kelp, kelp in a and beer. pepper. Oh. Earthy. Ugh. Earthy. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. JR, thanks so much. Uh, I bet you that show's online if it's on former G4. Maybe I'll check out an episode to see what it's all about. And also, once again, congratulations on the wedding. And uh, JR, yeah, made a special homebrew and then made special labels for the beer for his wedding. Very swanky. Mm. Uh, yeah, that I did not do for mine. No labeling. No labeling. Just great beer. Great beer. Great saison. Okay, uh, let's move on to the little tiny mat roll-off. we got to get the show on the road here. Uh, each of us are going to roll a 20-sided dice, see who gets to speak first on the podcast this week. And I dropped mine on the ground. Ugh. Sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, here we go. Ugh. I rolled a three. Um... I think that uh, Russell Nisha may have made off with my D twenty. Uh oh. Now that uh, now that I am looking for it, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm just gonna pick a random number between one and twenty. And I'm gonna go with two. All right. Well, I got the dungeon. Oh shit! <laughs> I've got the dungeon dice roll here. I'm gonna roll it for you because okay. I couldn't roll the die that I just rolled. That would <laughs> no, be weird, right? That's impossible. You roll the twelve. All right. All right. Well, Go that brings it. me to my uh, first topic here. And uh, I don't know if we necessarily have a theme song for it, so I'm just going to make one up. Other. Miscellaneous. News in the news. Oh, man. I'm going to have to put some like drums to that. All right. <laughs> so this is a story that I love. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that makes me super excited for getting old. Now, don't get me wrong. I was already plenty excited for getting old. Okay. I can't wait to be grouchy and get away with it <laughs> and have, like, 
basically be filled with sass, but people consider it wisdom. <laughs> and also to have like the spare time to do things that I already love, which is like right. uh, reading and sitting around uh-huh. and watching TV, especially yep. just Judy and Maury. Yeah, you got to get the Jude. So I'm already really excited about this. Okay. And um, so old people have become even cooler. <laughs> okay. Specifically, the greatest generation, uh, World War II veterans. So right. World War II veterans recently decided that uh, they're not going to let no government shut down, shut down their chances to go to the monument in their honor, a.k.a. the World War II monument in Washington, right. D.C. Right. So uh, a bunch of uh, World War II veterans went to the monument, and there were all these barricades and signs like, because of the government shutdown, we had to uh, shut down the World War II monument. And they decided, <laughs> forget that. I got my rascal. Right. I got my uh, my nursing aide, and I'm going to go anyway. <laughs> and they just went right in that monument and uh, took in the splendid wonder right. of the uh, National Monument in their very own honor. Exactly. And this is like the greatest kind of protest. Because there's nothing you can say to them. It totally did. It, it's a check-in mate. So much of a check-in mate. First of all, they're old. Right? Yeah, so what are you going to do anyway? You're not, and you're not going to pepper spray a vet in a wheelchair. That's not going <laughs> to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. Not on my watch. Not on, uh, well, technically no one has the watch right now. Right. So. No one has a watch. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is bulletproof. I'm so stoked for this. It makes me feel shitty, because, like, by the time these people were my age, they had already been through, like, three years of the Pacific campaign. Dude, it's crazy. And, like, stormed Iwo Jima and Anawaitak and Okinawa. Right. And gotten married. (laughs) And probably had, like, six kids. Yeah, exactly. And got a job at Boeing. And got a job that... Paid them a living wage so that the so that they could support themselves on a single family single parent income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But regardless, I, I'm living vicariously through them, and they're they're like they're heroes to me right now. I just love this kind of moxie. I'm so excited in the future to be able to do stuff like this. <laughs> you're gonna, I don't. You're gonna look I for opportunities to be. <laughs> I think so. I just, I just don't have the moral. Um, authority to do it at this point, but I feel like okay. when I'm old, yeah, yeah. Also, who's to say? Who's to say these were actually veterans? <laughs> <laughs> it's like our discussion last week. Like, who's to say you're a Harvard dropout? Yeah. Exactly. What do you have to do to who's qualify? To you're a Harvard veteran. Yeah. What do you have to do to qualify as a Harvard dropout? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if if you just look at my iPhone for a second, I'll show you some photos I took on Normandy Beach. That Jeez. ought to shut you up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this. This whole uh, government shutdown thing has gotten uh, all of Facebook astir. It's true, man. Everyone's talking politics right now. It's right? pretty exciting. And I just love to see... Here's the, here's the difference of the generations. Like... Uh, young people will storm Facebook. World War II veterans, we're going to storm the World War II monuments. <laughs> I love it, dude. And, and like you like to say, 90% of doing something is doing something. And right? these guys are doing th- something. I'm really excited about it. Absolutely, man. I love it. Uh, 
I, 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 you got to commend these guys. First of all, the generation, dude. Like, I've, I've recommended this so many times, but watch the war, the documentary, mm-hmm. the war, the Ken Burns documentary. It's so good because you literally get a feel for like the way that the country pulled together in the time of World War II. It will never pull together like that ever again. I could never see it pulling together like that ever again. Like literally. Every young person went and signed up for the military voluntarily. Like, yes, there was a draft, but most people were clamoring to get into the military. Like, recruitment stations were flooded with people. And then you had, uh, you know, the workforce at home. You had, uh, you know, basically everybody coming together. Uh, Everybody who couldn't go to war was coming together, building tanks. You know, it was a great time um, for women who had been less than 20 It's been like 20 years since they got the right to vote. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And and then they just stepped in and they built the tanks and the airplanes and all that shit. And then also everybody. And the boats. Yeah, and and then everybody was rationing everything too. Gladly Mm. rationing. Getting everything that was metal in your house and throwing it into a recycle bin to turn into a tank. Like it was a crazy time when the country pulled together. It was an awful time for Japanese Americans. Um, uh, so I'm not saying everything was great, but uh, they came together not of their own free will, right? But they did come together. Oh God, yeah. There was there was also some bad stuff that came out of it, but um, but yeah, like this is the great generation, and I, if I lived through that, I would be so pissed at all this shit. I would be like, pissed. There's off no you. reason. Like, why, you... There's no wonder why old people are so fucking cranky. Like, are you joking? <laughs> Like, I'm we also- literally saved the world. We saved the fucking world. And they're, like, the last generation that can say that that happened. It's oh. true. I'm getting to that age now where there's people in authority positions who are younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. Can I you wonder about that because I going through all of this and have the president is younger than you. Right. I mean, it starts with athletes. It does because that's where we're at right now, right? Like, right. But it's also to the point where, like, you might get a doctor younger than you. Yeah, that's true. But that they'd be a good doctor. Like most people are doing the residencies around thirty. Yeah. Uh, but like, or cop though, like the guy that pulls oh, the you cop over. for sure, the cop for sure. Yeah. To be younger than you. But imagine everyone's younger than you, and you've been through all of this, and they're like, we can't get the government to work. Like, sh- <laughs> Shut oh, up. God, you stupid jackasses. <laughs> get it together. Fuck you. I did not storm Normandy <laughs> for this to happen in America. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so much that, that, yeah, it's got, like, no wonder why old people are cranky. And then you have people, like, I really wonder what, like, the baby boomer generation now they're getting up there like honestly the greatest generation is dying off oh yeah definitely like it we're it, we're getting up to the point where you're gonna have just a very small group of actual world war ii veterans around like i don't know we'll see what happens and i don't know what kind of old cranky guy i'm gonna be but i'll find something to complain about that's something i was thinking about it's like you know as bad as shit gets and as uh as cranky as old people get in saying, you know, it was always better when I was younger, like, it, like right now is that time for us. Like, when we get older, we'll say, well, you know, when I was younger, things were really great. So that makes <laughs> me really worried about where, where things are going. I don't think that it's like things are worse. It's just things are simpler. Yeah, that's true. Life is so fucking complicated. That's true, man. 
And it's just getting more and more complicated. It almost is going to like, it's going to get to a point where our minds literally cannot process how complicated it is to be alive. And then it's going to like slingshot back to agrarian days. Or we're just going to install more RAM in our brains to process this information, right? That is possible. That's, I mean, that's kind of the beautiful thing about the human mind is the next generation is always kind of on it. Right. Well, and and but, then, then you kind of like, you scoot your, uh, you, you put your hover around in reverse and, uh, just take it back <laughs> a few inches and kick the feet up and, uh, I don't know, just yeah. storm a, uh, storm a monument from time to time. Storm a monument or storm a, a dungeon. Cause we're going to be at a lot of old guys playing D and D. That's going to be great. Home. Dude, nursing home D&D is going to be fucking sick. Oh, oh shit. Am I excited for that? You Can are you right. Can you imagine it? It's going to be like real D&D and then people will actually die. Like during the <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Guys, we can't all be wizards. I won't play a character <laughs> under 112. <laughs> Oh man, I love old people. wizards. It is that's one thing too. It's like, and then old people get cute when they get old. Like I don't want to be. Well, no, but you know, it's like it's like then everything you do is sweet, and you're like a nice old person, and like if you dance, it's really cute. Like I don't want to fucking like that's what I don't get either. Like you storm Normandy, you defended Guadalcanal, and now you're like some cute old guy dancing. Like I'm not fucking cute. I'm a fucking badass soldier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. At what? What? At what point do you just be like, you know what? I'm done with this badass shtick. Right. And then you just become the cute old guy. Yeah. I'm just gonna go with cute old guy. No one <laughs> listens to me anyway, even though I know everything. Exactly. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know when you get to that point in your life. Yeah. It boggles I guess the it's mind. Like, it's like the ten thousandth time you make a good point and people just disregard you because you're old. Mm-hmm. Like fuck it, I'll just dance. People like it when I dance. Yeah, fuck it. I, I've actually got retirement. I don't have to do anything all day. Fuck it. I gotta take these pills and get drunk every day and play D and liter- my best buds. <laughs> I'm literally gonna take like twenty five drugs that make me feel great. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. I just hope that. I feel like. I don't know. This Great Recession thing. Yeah. That might give us a little bit of cred. Oh, no way. You don't think? I nah, mean, no chance. In the future, I mean, maybe we'll rebound from this and be like the greatest era of prosperity that the U.S. has ever seen. Right, and then we were the ones who got fucked yeah, over exactly. the, the, the earliest so in our like, lives. I had to move in with my parents. <laughs> and then they're like, Grandpa, oh my God. <laughs> Tell me more. What was that like? Dude, they're not going to be like that. They're they're spoiled fucking grandkids. <laughs> and I'm going to spoil them more. Oh, man. I'm already getting into the mode. I Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm going to get my grandkids so drunk at 16. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to be like... I actually thought about that today. Got some secrets for you. I thought about that the other day. I was emptying the dishwasher. And like in our cabinets, we have all of our liquor. And I was like, I'm going to have to fucking lock this shit up at some point in my life. Like, I'm going to have to put lock and key behind my... But, like, with your kids, right? You're not going to just be like, oh, your friends are over. Why don't you have this whiskey? Well, I'm not... No, I'm definitely not going to give them whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) 
But if Russell, <laughs> Russell Nisha wants to see what some straight-up vodka tastes like, yeah. Oh, it's man. a learning experience. It's a learning Anyway, yeah, make sure it goes in and out. That's what my first vodka experience was like. <laughs> really? Oof. Yeah, that's why I can't drink vodka still. That happened like over a decade ago, and I still can't drink vodka. No, I wow. got to teach, teach Russell Nisha how to brew at like oh, that's one thing. 17, 18. If she knows how, like, everything about it, I'm just going right. to, my philosophy is hyper-education. Hyper-education. Teacher too much. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's move on. Uh, my first topic this week is going to be games. Here we go. All right. Well, last week we talked about the first two phases of the Steam announcement. Now we're going to talk about the third one. I kind of called it. Oh, you totally called it. Valve announced a Steam controller. Uh, So Valve has designed a unique input device for computers and also the new uh, Steam machines called the Steam controller. Um, So basically they kind of took a controller and flipped it on its head. Um, it doesn't have any thumbsticks. I'm sure you've, have you seen the pictures of this, Jesse? Yeah, it looks wacky. It looks like wacky tobacco. A lot of people say it looks like an owl, which I like. It does look like an owl. I love an owl. Um, but, uh, basically it has two track pads on the top. Um, and then it has a touchscreen video, uh, monitor in the middle, basically. They, they can put new buttons on, kind of like your iPhone. Um, and you'll be able to click the buttons in there. And then it's got the Y, B, A, and X buttons are on either side. So the Y and X buttons are on the left side, and the B and A buttons are on the right side. And then you've basically got your uh, start and select, and it's something that looks like a space bar down at the bottom. And then you got your triggers on the top, but then you also have triggers that you can use kind of like with the rest of your fingers as you're gripping the um, the controller. Uh, basically, you're your your grip on the bottom will be able to click some, uh, two triggers on the bottom, which I actually think that's kind of a great idea. Um, but the thing that I really like about it is the haptic feedback. So, of course, we're all used to our uh, Rumble Packs, which was introduced on the N64. Mm-hmm. Remember? Who, who doesn't love playing GoldenEye 64 with a Rumble Pack? Or, oh, man, Star Fox, do a, bar- do a barrel roll. Do a bar- And you have to buy it separately and then, like, plug it in. And then you'd fight over whichever controller had the rumble pack. And it was a great time. Yeah, it wasn't cheap either. <laughs> we stormed the beaches of rumble packs. Um, uh, but uh, but uh, this, instead of having the rumble pack, it has more of a haptic feedback. So basically it has electromagnets in it. And I don't exactly understand what this means or how they pull this off. But they're saying instead of just rumbling, you can actually get tactile feedback of the track pads. Um, so it feels like you're actually touching things in the game, which is kind of interesting, but also kind of strange. Like, I don't know how that feels if it's just on your thumbs. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, yeah, you it's it's more of a, of a visceral feedback within the, uh, within the, in the pads itself. Uh, but the thing that I really enjoy about this is, uh, you know, not only does it, you know, it works with Steam OS, and they're saying it'll work with every Steam game. So basically, they're trying to take all of the functionality of a keyboard and sh- cramming it into a controller. And it's, you know, it's Steam, so they have a good track record up to this point. There's no reason why we should doubt that they have been able to do this. 
But the other thing that I like about it is that it, it rethinks the gamepad because basically since the N64 came out, all gamepads have basically been the same. It's like you've got two thumbsticks, uh, you have a D-pad, and then you have four buttons, um, which is basically just... And then you have your triggers, and it's basically just a play off of the uh, Super Nintendo controller, but with right. with thumbsticks instead of... Uh, Instead of just a regular D-pad, so well, I, the, yeah, the addition of the second one was pretty big, right? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, especially like you know, first time you're playing Halo, uh, but that was, I mean, the, the original PlayStation had the, the dual thumbsticks, didn't it? I yes. think so. So that was probably the first one that had that. Uh, but the thing that I like about this is that they're just they just rethought it from the ground up. You know, and and like I said, you trust Valve, you trust the, uh, you trust their their efforts, you trust what they say when they say you can play this with every Steam game or every basically every computer game, um, and it looks really cool. I definitely want to get my hands on this thing, um, <laughs> literally. Yeah, right. Good one. Uh, but <laughs> and and I love the ability also to have uh, a bunch of different buttons associated. So the the middle screen in the middle, you can put a bunch of custom buttons in there, but then also the screen itself is clickable. So you have that visceral feedback of actually clicking a button when you when you select whatever is on there. So you could scroll through commands and then actually click the button. I think it's I'm really cool. I'm just going to cool. put the rage quit button on that one. Oh, that's a good idea. It's just going to say in bright red letters, fuck this. <laughs> it boots me out. <laughs> Uh, it's basically what the middle button on a on a Xbox controller is. That's true. I've got that down. <laughs> like I've got the like I'm losing by 24 points in Madden, and I'm just oh. gonna rage quit this thing right now. No, I'm not so good at Madden now, are you, Eric? Well, there are some people as I'm playing an online game. Mm-hmm. I guess yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll just read this. This is, according, this is from Polygon. Uh, according to Valve, the Steam Controller trackpads are sensitive enough to allow entire genres of games that have until now been playable only with a keyboard and mouse, such uh, titles strategy games, simulators, and other cursor-driven experiences, uh, to be played on a couch with a controller, and games like first-person shooters will benefit from the finer control that the trackpads offer. And they also offer physical feedback. Uh, read this. Uh, to remedy that issue, Valve built the Steam controller with what it characterizes as a very precise level of haptic feedback that goes beyond the comparatively simple vibration mechanism that's common in existing game pads. The Steam controller's linear resonant actuators, which sounds like something from the Time Machine and Back to the Future, uh, once attached, one attached, yeah, one attached to each trackpad, are capable of delivering a wide range of force and vibration, allowing precise control over frequency, amplitude, and direction of movement. The devices, the devices can also function as speakers. Are you joking? The trackpads are also speakers. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. And the, the other thing that I love about this is there are zero motion controls associated with this console. Ah, coming from Mr. Kinetic. Connect. Connect, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Kinetic is my Spider-Man villain name. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Jesse, I just wanted to ask you, I just want to float this to you. If you were to create a controller, are there any special things that Valve hasn't covered that you would like associated with a controller? Mm, see, uh, the other week we were talking about how much I love the old ball scroll mouse. Right. So maybe instead of those two indented things for your thumbs, mm -hmm. if I could just have two ball scroll mice. 
two ball like scroll two knives. Of the, two of the balls, you know? Yeah. For my hands to wrap around so, the balls. Yeah, just yeah, put your thumbs right on those balls. I think I would like that when it starts Spin to vibrate. around. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be cool if you had the track balls, but then they also had the they were also video screens. So then you could spin them and then get to a button and then you could click the buttons on the balls. Yeah, that sounds good. Ball pad. I like that. Yeah, I, 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 you know, other than a cup holder, I think that Steam pretty much has this thing covered. Yeah, I'm pretty, actually, pretty excited about this because there are a lot of games like you can't play it without the mouse and the keyboard, right. and it's really cool to be able to get rid of that and uh, make it so. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think we're due for a, a revolution in controller design. Absolutely, and, you and need, this could and, be it. It needs to be thought from the ground up. One thing that I would. Re- really like is I think that controllers are maybe too dependent on your thumbs and well they're getting the, they're getting the clickies in the back right but they have the clickies on the back but instead of having one clicky for each hand on the back I'm saying it should have, be one for each finger yeah one for each finger so that the there whole thing six. is clickable pinky's not included okay no pinky uh yeah I like that the, the last one will be kind of big so you can click it with your ring finger and pinky yeah there you go right and then yeah I like that a lot and I also really want, like, you know, like a firearm, actually have the, the, the little clip on the front so that you're the sliding ring. your fingers into the ring. Because that just makes it feel cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Right. Then you could, have, uh, you could have proper trigger discipline when you're handling your remote control. Yeah. <laughs> Get your finger off the trigger. Put it on the safety guard. But, I mean, that's the whole thing that I don't really like is if you could transfer the x the y the z and the b buttons to the back instead of having them on the front then your front is only it's only thumb movement right and then you could use the back buttons to click you know your well there should be like two thumbs i guess your index fingers are on triggers right but like by the thumbs there should also be at least one other button that you can slide off of it and Mm -hmm. hit that button well if the thumbsticks are clickable though that's it, true. You got click, click, and then you got click, 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 click on the back. I guess it depends on how many total buttons you need on your controller. Do you remember, like, way back when we started talking to uh, Blue Yonder? and uh, I was just about to bring this yeah. up, and they were, they did a thing about mice for, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm just having a little bit of deja vu right now from a I Blue was, Yonder I was podcast. literally about to bring that up and say that maybe we should go to break. <laughs> I think we should. Oh, Jesse, great minds. First, let's talk about Audible. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Audible.com, guys. I don't know if you know this, but books are real. What? The problem... I thought, yeah, I, I, I thought that they I were only online. Look, I picked up a book recently. It mm. was so heavy. Super heavy. But guess what? Other people... You can pay people to read books to you. That can Is be that expensive. Is that when you like, sound out the squiggles? Yeah, exactly. Because I can't do that. Exactly. But uh, but you could pay them to come to your house and read to you. But that's expensive. Mm. Or you could just go to audible.com, get a free audiobook. People actually read this shit in the microphones and record it. Oh, stars above. <laughs> stars above. New title uh, from J.P. Lovecraft, great-great-grandson of H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> Uh, pretty good book that our listeners might be interested. Audible.com slash stars above. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some trivia, Jesse. What do you say? I, I agree. Okay. I'm going to roll a six sided dice. See which, uh, trivia pursuit category we're going to be doing. It's a five science and nature. Uh, right, oh. Jesse has questions for you. Uh, listener, please play along at home. 
How many days will it be before a clock losing 30 minutes a day shows the right time again? 30 minutes a day. Uh, it, it should be tw- 24 days, right? Or is it going to be 23 days? Uh, I'm going to go say 23. 48 days. 24 days. God oh, because, well, see, this is the problem is that. You were in military time. I wasn't, I was, I wasn't, I was all, I was military time and I was also on a digital clock. <laughs> on an analog clock, it's, it's 24. But we actually, I guess we both got it wrong. We did both get it wrong. See, I just went to negatives. I was R- like, at what time is it negative five o'clock? <laughs> never. <laughs> It's never negative five o'clock. Uh, all right, uh, this is questions for me. Please play along at home. What trees are commonly found in English churchyards? <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of question is this? What trees are commonly found in English churchyards? Uh, I'll go with an olive tree. I'll go with a heart tree. Just kidding. I'll say. Uh, Chestnut. It's a U. A U tree. Y E W. Y E W tree. We're we're really knocking out of the park with this show. Okay, here we go. Jesse, this question's for you. What kind of poisoning is known as plumbism? Oh, it's definitely lead. Yeah, damn it. Plumbus, man. You got it. Lead Plumbus. poisoning. All right, this question for me. I need it to tie. Please put it along at home. What toe is the foot reflexology pressure point for the head? What, what toe? What toe is the foot reflexology pressure point for the head? What toe is the head? What toe is the foot reflexology pressure point for the head? Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the big toe. <laughs> I guess I'll say the. Uh, I don't know the names of the toes. Yeah. The, uh, the middle. The the index toe. It's the big toe. It's the only <laughs> toe with the name, right? You got big toe, <laughs> pinky only- toe. There's a pinky toe. Right. There's no middle toe. Give him the toe. Dude, it sucks to be a foot. It does suck to be a foot. At it's one like... point, you were a magnificent hand. Right. And then you got stood stunted. on, smashed, and deformed, and yep. stunted to the point where we don't even give names to your digits anymore. Right. You used to have a thumb. Now it's all just basically fingers. <laughs> right? On your foot. Stunted yeah. fingers. And the big toe's the only one we care about in the pinky toe. Those three in the middle. Total enigmas. <laughs> total enigmas. All right. Uh, so that means we go to a geography tiebreaker. Uh, whoever geographically closest to the answer wins. Jesse, you get to you get to answer first. What city's main thoroughfare is O'Connell Street? Uh, let's just go with Dublin. I'm going to go with the Dublin of America and say Boston. Boston? Dublin, you got it. All right. You win everything this week, J-Dog, so what's our uh, second topic? Well, um, it's time for the triumphant return of, is it worse than a punch in the face? Is it worse than a punch in the face? Great job. That was that was punch sound effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a segment where I bring up certain things. Okay. And uh, Eric gets to decide if uh, the scenario I've presented is better or worse than being punched in the face by a guy in Anchorage, Alaska who's high on bath salts. Exactly. 
So, um, my first one is something that's kind of been irking me. Okay. It's been irking and, your jerkin? Uh, irking and jerkin is it worse than a punch in the face than get into a stupid internet argument? Oh, that is so worse. I have totally brought this up. Yeah. Before. I've got a couple of these this week, man. Eric and I are dwellers. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Aaron accused me of being a dweller because, like, when shit happens, we think about it. Yeah, and exactly. It, it just like chafes me throughout my day because uh, I'm just kind of thinking about it, and it's like such a waste of energy, and like, there's no reason, like, the stress that you put on yourself over something so stupid, and you right. know it's stupid, but it still makes me mad. And I got in one of these internet arguments. On surprise, surprise, Reddit. Wow, I thought you were done with Reddit. Dude, now I'm done with Reddit. Okay. This was the last straw. Okay. I got in an argument on r slash beer porn. Okay. Because I had the audacity to say that, uh, so the post was like, there's this beer and it has a warning on it that says, uh, warning may contain whole hops. And it was a picture of a guy who was like had like a, a a hop cone that he pulled out of this bottle of beer. Okay. And I was like, "This is such bullshit. This is a stupid, cheap gimmick. Like, it's disingenuous. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, there's no way that a hop cone could make it from kettle to bottle in a modern brewery. It's just impossible. Right. They put it in there. It's a cheap gimmick. And I got all sorts of shit. I got downvoted to hell. And a guy said that I was a fear monger. <laughs> <laughs> he called me a fear, fear monger. Fear monger. <laughs> inappropriate comments. And it, yeah, I, he said he it's not. It's not twice. inappropriate. It's just not. It's so ineffectual. Like it doesn't make any sense. It, no, it doesn't make any sense. I was just saying it was bullshit. And then they're like, blah blah blah. You know, fear beers are really good when you put the hops in the bottle. Blah blah blah. It's like. Actually, you can actually you can over dry hop things, and it leads right. to off flavors. And I said that, and the guy was like, "Uh, citation needed." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." So I actually went to the Joy Home. Why are you? The, why are you? Why? No, I'm why? buying into it, but I actually cited it and told I I went to a. a a brewing tome, sacred tome, and like quoted Charlie Papazian, who's one of the most prolific brewers in the American craft beer movement. And he's like, oh, well, uh, does he cite where he's getting that from? I like, fucking oh guy, God. this isn't a fucking research paper. And then he called me a fear monger twice. I love the fear monger. I'm just going to start calling you that when I get pissed off at you. I'm on it now. Now I'm well, owning it. I am the fear. This monger. is this is a so one of the things that you are very good at with me is <laughs> yeah. when we're playing a board game and especially a board game in which alliances are needed in order to win, uh-huh. aka Battlestar Galactica or uh, or or Game of Thrones or to a lesser extent uh, Settlers of Catan in the trading mechanism. You always get under my skin when you, like, try to talk down to me to other players. When it's literally, like, 
so obvious that you are trying to manipulate them and you're probably going to win. But then there's also this added element that you're that just irks me to no end when you're trying to tuck me down within the game. Like, I, what do you mean? Like, ex- example. Like, when we were... Uh, I, I don't know why it irks me so much because it's really not that bad. But, like, so, when, when we were playing Game of Thrones... Mm-hmm. And you had you were trying to talk Aaron into going into fighting against me because I you were tr- trying to build me up as some large threat when there was no way that was that I was a threat in any way, and you were actually the main threat in the game, and you actually won the game. Stuff like yeah. that. So this is one that I'm putting in my back pocket because one of the things that I could bring out is if you got to cheat to win, like that's a back pocket for Eric because I know that irks you just as much. Mm. And, yeah, but now I've made that one my own. Well, I'm wondering if Fearmonger can also go in that back pocket. Maybe <laughs> it would be funny <laughs> if during Game of Thrones he accused me of being a Fearmonger. Right, large fear Warhawk Fearmonger. War- Warhawk Fearmonger <laughs> was one of the greatest Vikings. It does sound like a character in Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right. So what did you? So this is obviously worse than a punch in the face. Why did you engage with these? I mean, the the thing is, is that you are the expert. Like, That's the thing. Yeah. Is because I'm an expert. I feel like I should talk about. And also, there's a. You get to a fucking point where you don't need to cite shit because you right. just you know. Yes. It's like every he he's approaching it from a a point of view where like everything can be cited back to some sort of primordial inherent truth <laughs> right. from which all knowledge springs. <laughs> exactly. Ugh, yeah. The guy's Canadian too, which is even worse. How do you even know that? Did you seek, did you cyber stalk this guy? I Oh obsessed. my God. I obsess. Wow. I know it's bad. It's well, bad. This, this is, is why thing. I need to be dumb for my own sake. Well, this is another thing. So like uh, on Reddit, uh, Reddit this week, uh, this this research group, this graduate student group uh, from New York, was they were, for their graduate student project. They were t- putting together a proposal to get an NHL team in Seattle. So they posted on our Seattle and said, "What should we name this NHL team?" Mm-hmm. The number one comment on there was saying, "Well, they should be named the Seattle Metropolitans because the Metropolitans were actually an actual team in Seattle in the early 1900s, and they won two Stanley Cups." So they, Did should, they win two. Yeah, they won two. Wow, good they're, for them. They're, they're printed on the Stanley Cup. So if the Seattle ever gets a team, they should be called the Metropolitans. But, this is what the comment said, but if they aren't named the Metropolitans, my vote is for the Seattle Sockeyes. What? And I was like, this is, that's my thing. That is my thing. Right? Is that not my thing? Go back that's to- That's my thing. That's my thing. I came up with this. Oh, come on. If you got to cheat the win, dude. Uh. See now you're just fucking with Seattle me. Sockeye is was my thing. Are you being serious? I am being I can't serious. Tell if you're trolling me no, right now. I am being completely serious. It was totally my thing. Oh my god! I think there's there's a record of this. We've talked mm. about this on the podcast, but I think so. Someone dig it up because I'm a hundred percent sure. This is totally just my like thing. Hobson suspension being nasty and gross. This is my. I'm a But regardless, sure first me. of all, it's a Seattle Sockeye, right? Yeah, not Seattle you don't pluralize it. because the plural of sockeye is sockeye. Is sockeye. Yeah, and then I put, posted that, downvoted into oblivion. Multiple people saying it's sockeyes. I was like, "This is my thing, guys! Come on!" <laughs> anyway, except that it's my thing. But then, but that's the thing is like, even if you are the expert in this field, you can't. Everyone has a level playing field on the internet. It doesn't matter what your yeah, expertise exactly. is. This is I'm everyone done with is the, assholes. This is why I'm done with the internet is because 
I just don't think it's possible to have a fucking conversation with a human no, being without actually looking at them. We're not wired right. for it. That's true. And it's it, it's the thing is that everybody thinks that you're an asshole and you think everyone else is an asshole. <laughs> like the, uh, the, the second that you start reading an internet comment, the first thought in your head before you read the first word is asshole. Mm, yeah. Asshole, asshole says. says. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's also a common uh, phrase in Ace Ventura movies. Yeah. Um, what's what's your next per- punch so, in the face? Definitely worse than the punch in the face. Yes. So my second worse than a punch in the face. And this is something I don't know if you have any experience with. Although you were a dog owner growing up. That's true. Uh, my wife's dog is in heat. Oh, my Lord. And it's really, really annoying. <sighs> is she not Go- spayed? No, she's uh, she's got all of her uh, goodies. See, I Bob Barkered. My, we Bob Barkered our dog. Mm, see, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done that. She's in heat, and uh, so now she's like super emotional. <laughs> we told we told her the price is wrong, bitch, because <laughs> she is a female dog. Also, the closing line in uh, Breaking Bad turns out. Yeah. So, so my dog is uh, really emotional, and she's like moping around the house, and then she's uh-huh. like humping the squeaky toys in secret. Oh God! Yeah, which yeah. is you can't do that. It's ex- yeah, exactly. It's really comical because you just hear squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> well, but the worst part is there's another dog in the house who's like a 12 year old, like old lady dog. Yeah. So Ollie, the dog who's in heat, is like. She she keeps like prancing up in front of her with her tail up, okay, and then just like kind of sticking her rump in her face, <laughs> just be like, Ugh. "Hey, you want some of this?" So then I have to yell at her, like, "Cassie doesn't want any. Get out of oh it!" And then she gets God. all mopey and sad. Yikes! It's been going on for like ten days now. Well, you know the thing about this is that uh, it's a dog, and it's a animal. It's an, it's right. a, it's an animal, want, I, and it's going to have animalistic feelings just like any human will have. And, and that, that makes me sad because I'm like, it'd be nice if I could just get the dog laid, but it's like, I can't do that. <laughs> just I, take I, it like, to a doggy dating site. Take it to a yeah, doggy well, swingers club. Uh, Ollie's not just any dog. She's like 10 pounds. I'm sure there's uh, some uh, Craigslist for that. Well, she needs a she needs a uh, gentle lover for one and two. I'm not just gonna give her over to some like Chihuahua. What purebred? No, no. <laughs> it, it has to be like a Yorkie, like okay. a purebred Yorkie or nothing. <laughs> this, this has gotten super creepy. <laughs> this turned a, this took a turn for the creepy. So it is worse than a punch in the face. Yeah, definitely worse than a punch in the face, but also par for the course if you're gonna bring animals into your home. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Animals so number are three, animals. Uh, number three on my list here is having the crud. Mm-hmm. So it's like cold season going around. I yep. pick something up, but I don't have a cold. Right. I just have like sore throat, headache, yeah. like stomach ache. Yeah. Well, None that's of the them Seahawks are like game. super bad standing alone, but kind of a combination. Uh-huh. But like if you get if you get a cold, it's like, oh, he has a cold. So whatever. Right. But if you just kind of feel like shit, like worst, you kind of, you kind of like, you can't just be like I feel gross, guys. Well, if you have a sore throat, I mean that's that's uh, that's grounds. Is that, is for, that good enough? That's grounds for sick day. 
But even yeah, but really, you can't, yeah, but you can't do it for for a long time. So you got to like choose your day, right? Right. I mean, that's that's just the shitty part. Is like I can go to work today, but I will feel shitty all day long. Uh, and like when I get that two o'clock feeling, uh, it's going <laughs> to be even worse. That five hour energy, right? It's going to be even worse. Or I could just lay at home, but I'm not really too sick to lay at home. I'm going to be miserable either way. <laughs> so you have to like pick your poison there, right? Uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. I've had that like twice already. I had like twice in September. Mm. So. Yeah, it's kicking up right now. I'm actually taking tomorrow off. Yeah, just even do though it. I'm not, I'm not like sick, but I was like, I just kind of need a day off to recover. Well, and that's 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 a huge part of it. First of all, you do a you you do a job where you need to be alert or right physically and mentally alert. And then second of all, don't get your coworkers sick. Mm, like that's yeah, a huge exactly. thing that like. I'm the type of person where I like wake up in the morning. I'm a little sick. And I'm like, well, I should go to work, you know. And you, I'm sure you heard too. It's like you got the work ethic. You just got to go to work, right? Right. But like at the same time, you're not doing your coworkers any favors by making them sick. <laughs> it does suck when your coworker comes in like, oh, I think I'm coming down with something. It's like, well, get get the hell away yeah, from me. Go away from me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is bad. You have any more? No, that's it. That's my worst than a punch so in the all, face. All worse than a punch in the face, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Especially internet arguments. Oh, God, I'm so... Yeah, just stop that's it. It's just like, I want to be able to properly tell you to fuck off, and I can't. He's probably a 16-year-old Canadian with nothing better to do. <sighs> Here's the thing. I just I, When I was stalking him, <laughs> I posted a picture, and he was like, this is me in Norway on my vacation. I'm like, you don't deserve to go to Norway. <laughs> You should be suffering in Ontario. Coming from a Norwegian. <laughs> I want to be in Norway. And I wish I was in Norway. You what are... Is this, what is this jack-off who knows nothing about dry hopping get to be in Norway? I don't understand how you can e- even be in the sun at all. Like, you're Norwegian, Irish, Australian. Yeah, you know, I think something weird happened when my ancestors spent a couple generations in Australia. Because <laughs> it, it was Irish-Norwegian, but then, like, I actually do tan up kind of okay, and I think it's because of their, like, epigenetics that were triggered mm-hmm. just from being in a in Australia. Oh, man. Well, good on you, I guess. Thank you. Um. All right. Uh, for my second topic this week, I'm going to talk about a little thing on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Now, you might think I'm talking about the Bald Move Kickstarter, which is going on right now for uh, Watching Dead. You can check it out. It's on baldmove.com, and uh, you can pledge your support toward baldmove.com by uh, by clicking on that. That's only going on for another uh, 11 days or so, so uh, be sure to get on there while you're there and support uh, Aaron and Gino. But I'm talking about the Reaper Miniatures Bones to the Return of Mr. Oh, Bones. shit. Is that going on? It's going on. I'm going there right now. 10,078 backers. Now, the thing with this is that they have a kind of a wide range of, of pledge. Basically, you can either pledge $1 or you can pledge $100. Hmm. But they also Holy have... shit, they've made a lot of money. Yeah. So this went live, I think, yesterday. And they already have $1.18 million. Of their their goal, thirty thousand. Yeah, thirty thousand. Um, but they also, I mean, you get if you if you pledge at the hundred dollar level, which is the corset level, 
you're going to get more figures than you can paint in a year. Like, you're going to get a ton, a ton of figures. Wait, how many are we talking here? Uh, so the core set starts off with 24 figures. Then the stretch goes stretched it even more. So you got 24, looking like you got another 50 here, and then another, what is that, that's 6, and then it's, uh, uh, you're probably looking somewhere between 150 to 175 figures. Nice. For 100 bucks. And these are all, I should talk about what this is. These are, these are miniatures that you can paint. You know, we talked about paint and take it packs. Um, and this is like, and it's everything under the sun. It's, it's, uh, you know, of course all your fantasy stuff, but then you have wildlife, you have like bears and wolves, and then you have like, uh, heroes, you have, um, you have dungeon decor, you have, uh, guys like wild west guys, you have dragon hatchlings. There's like everything (laughs) under the sun. And I really like painting the bones miniature stuff. I think that it's, uh. It's good and it's it's kind of flexible, which some people don't like. But I like that because if you want to store it somewhere, um, you don't really have to worry about the rigidity of it as, as much. Yeah, that's one thing about a lot of minis, and they have like they have some big ones that right. are just one piece. Yeah. As soon as you put glue to it, like expect it to fall off every time you fucking move it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so over 10,000 backers right now. And the reason why they have the $1 level is because they also have options. Oh my god, have you seen these little, like, rat dudes? Yes. Those are so cute! So there's the Mouselings option, and the Mouselings will go along with uh, uh, mouse and Myst- Mice and Mystics, which is a uh, mouse board game, uh, adventure board game that's come out. But not only do they have that, they oh, also have the rats! They have the Skaven, basically. Which is a $10 option. You can pledge $11 and you get the full Skaven, which I am very excited about. Dude, you've seen the Unleash the Kraken option. Yes, the Unleash Holy the Kraken shit, option. Holy shit, that's awesome. For 15 bucks, a gigantic Kraken. I think I'm going to get that. There's also the uh, like a couple Dragon options, which are huge. Oh, um, the Skaven are really sick. I know, right? And you get a Rat Ogre with it. and then there's Oh, yeah. Also, the Gelatinous Cube option, which I think is super awesome. Um, oh, these heroes and villains are sick, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's some... Yeah. Water elementals. You have giant hill giants, which are really cool. You have these crazy demons. <laughs> like, this awesome, awesome stuff. Like, and, and, it's, it's huge. Like, if you... Um, and then there's also these expansions. So, if you want to add $50, and you can get an extra, you know, ton of giant stuff. So you could spend a lot of money here, but also you're going to get huge value out of this. Like, getting over 100 miniatures for $100 is an insane value. Like, if you want to just get an instant collection of a ton of miniatures. And like I said, this is like basically as many miniatures as you could paint in a year. Like, unless you're really going at it really hardcore. So, yeah. uh, Man, Bones this is been, so sick. Yeah, and this is the second time they've done this. And it's it's huge. Like I said, it's been on for like a day or two, and it's already got over a million dollars. Um, and these are the guys who do paint and take it packs. They sponsor paint and take it packs. They give away a bunch of these miniatures there so that people can get into the painting habit. And like I said, when we were at packs, I did paint and take three times. Like mm. it is a great thing. And I love my owl bear. Like the finished product <laughs> turned out really, really cool. Um, so support bones. It's the bones Two on Kickstarter. If you want to get some, if you want to get into miniature painting, this is the way to do it. Uh, it's, it's a really fun activity and you get some cool little minis and then you can use them in your games. Um, you can use them 
like I said, like it, there's a lot of board games that you can apply these guys to, or if you're playing a D and D campaign, like you could just apply these to that. Um, there's just a, this a, the possibilities are endless. If you want to be a nerd, you should get in the painting minis and you should get on the bones Two, uh, the bones Two miniature Kickstarter. Is that enough? Yeah, that's enough. I just, uh, <clears throat> I'm on I, my Kickstarter here. I, know. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have a message. Oh, interesting. From one of my Kickstarter projects here and they're saying thank you and stuff. Ooh. And then, uh, it's, it's at the end here, um, it says, uh, thank you again, Jesse. I look forward to getting those, uh, getting you those bookmarks, because that's what I bought. Enjoy your weekend, and great stash, by the way. Oh, hello. Personalized <laughs> message. Yeah. Katie Donahue. <laughs> hello. Apparently uh, admiring the mustache in my profile picture. <laughs> well, maybe you should send her a picture of your wedding ring, sir. Oh. Yeah. Because uh, complimenting a man on his mustache. Definitely means I want to marry you. Out of line. <laughs> okay. Uh, First time punch in the face. That's really cool. I'm super yeah. excited about that. Yeah, I'm so really I want to bring that to our listeners' attention. It's got 23 days to go, and if you want to get into painting, this is like, it's a reco, it's a topic. Just, you just, can, I, you, just, can you just give man, us... It's you, a lot of figurines. Right. I would really, really like that. But still, a hundo is kind of a lot of money. It's a hundred dollars, but it's like the value is there, and that's the thing. Like the the last one that they did, they had different levels, but basically for this one, it's like it's either a hundred dollars or you're buying individual figure sets, which is great. I mean, the mouselings option is good, ten dollars, and you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten mouselings. Yeah, like that Kraken is pretty sweet. The Kraken is awesome, and I want the Skaven so bad. You and your squirrels. Yeah, dude. I want to paint these Skaven and then put them in the Blood Bowl. Like, that Rat Ogre is awesome. Yeah, the Mouselings, I mean, you could run a Halfling team and with yeah. those Mouseling figurines. Totally. That'd be sweet. Oh, man. Well, until unless we geek out too much, can you uh, just, uh, just like, give a quick overview of why you like painting minis so much? Uh, I mean, it's, it's like a Zen-type thing. It's yeah. a great leisure activity for one like i was into the games i got mm-hmm. into warhammer pretty young and like i actually got into D when i was like 13 so D, you get one figure that represents you on the battlefield so right. it's like picking out that one figure that's like perfect for your guy and then painting it up and like trying to make it look really nice it's like a showcase for the game it's a lot of fun right and then i got into other mini games and i um blood bowl Blood Bowl is yeah. what got me. That's the first time I ever painted miniatures, and I painted them with like model car paint, so they're all metallic looking. <laughs> yeah, yours are pretty good though. I mean, for for a, a first time. Yeah, I I, I had a lo- I had a ton of fun with it, and like like I said, paint take is just so great. It is really like a, a super zen activity. Yeah, it's um, one of those things where you can just like put on a podcast and focus on it. Right. And yeah, so that's a lot of fun. I just. The thing about painting miniatures is, like, when you go to, like, a Warhammer Grand Tournament and people have, like, tournament-level paint jobs on their armies... Yeah. Some It's, like, sometimes it's, like, fucking breathtaking. Like, this <laughs> is gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous and intricate and amazing and creative. It's, like, what a fucking waste. <laughs> you should be... You should be doing fine art. Like doing this nerdy shit is a waste. Oh man! Well, Some, sometimes it gets to a point where, like, 
like you need to take this to a different venue because <laughs> your talents are being squandered on this obscure nerdy thing that well, obviously you love to do but man if only like they still made sculptures like they did in ancient greece and then they could <laughs> hire these guys to come and paint them <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, if like paint, miniature painting, it is really cool. One of the things prohibitive about miniature painting is the cost of the minis. Yeah, that's cost what, of entry and the paint right. itself. But that's what Bones does is they have cheap paints. You can actually get a paint set in in this uh, Kickstarter as well. Yeah, it's like fifteen bucks for twelve right. paints, which right. is not bad. Right, and uh, and you can uh, get into it at a, at a much more affordable level. So. It's it's a really fun thing to do. I love uh, I love miniature painting and and uh, I'm I'm probably gonna pick up the Skaven because I want them so bad. They're so cool, man. There's one with a pickaxe. Yeah, like, I like straight those mouse Like there's a stories lot. associated with these guys. Like somebody came, one of these Skaven came along, killed a dwarf in a mine, <laughs> and then stole his pickaxe. Debatable. <laughs> oh man, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, Bones Miniatures, check it out on Kickstarter. And also check out the Bald Move Kickstarter. Um, speaking of Bald Move, uh, please check out baldmove.com, guys. So much stuff going on right now. Of course, you've been crying over the bald, uh, over the Breaking Bad finale. Uh, but if you want a ton of analysis, like you've got four podcasts covering the final episode of Breaking Bad right now up on baldmove.com. Uh, from your favorite guys, Aaron and Jim. So be sure to check that out. Of course, there's a Because Show up there. Um We've got Up Yours Downstairs on there. Get Off by Running Back, the new football podcast that I host is up there. We'll have a new episode up tomorrow. Um, and uh, and then we're up there as well. So baldmove.com, guys. Go there. Do it. Um, it is it is a great, great uh, community of podcasters, and we're really trying to do the best we can for you guys. So uh, so please support us at baldmove.com. And, uh, and then please keep in touch with us, guys. Uh, you can send us an email, personalarrogance at gmail.com. You can uh, le- give us a call, leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. We're on Facebook. We're on the Bald Move Facebook page, and we're also on the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Personal Podcast. And you can also rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we have 71 ratings right now, which is really, really great. But if you haven't rated us yet, guys, it is the easiest thing you can do to support our show. Just go on iTunes. Uh, find us and uh, click that rate and review and that moves us up those boards so that more and more people can find the podcast and a bigger and bigger personal arrogance community can get together because really this podcast is about getting your feedback on the show and then talking about it we're all friends here and we love uh we love meeting new listeners so uh if you just go on uh, go on itunes give us a rate and review that would be awesome um and speaking of our listeners it's time to do the facebook roundup uh so uh we uh, gave you really short notice this week. We only gave you uh, 30 minutes, but uh, we got a ton of <laughs> feedback, uh, which I really, really love. Uh, we always uh, post this on Wednesdays, uh, post a thread on Facebook and ask you what, is you, what do you want us to talk about. Levi, starting it off, Levi says, telling your boss to quit over the phone. Wait, we- Eric. What's that? We promised we would do last week's Facebook roundup, too. Oh, shit. Mega because- Facebook roundup. Mega roundup. All right. Well, uh, we'll get to that in a second because I got this week's up. Uh, Levi Jetty, buddy Levi, who might lose his quarterback this week when my team crushes him, says, uh, telling your boss to quit over the phone because they're out of town on business. Worse than a punch in the face. It felt like an awful lot like a breakup over the phone. Eh, it's a job. Wait, you're telling that? So did you break up with them over the yeah, phone? Yeah, so Levi called his boss and quit. Yeah, but he quit because... 
he quit over the phone because they're out of town, or be, he quit because they were out of town on business? Like, no, he quit because his boss was his boss was out of town on business, so he and he had to quit, so he had to quit over the phone. So I thought it was you're out of town on business. I quit. <laughs> I Guess quit. what? I quit. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong about me. No, uh, that's I, you know you kind of got off easy. It's a job, dude. And it's better than face to face, I guess. Eh, whatever. It depends on your level of nerddom, I think. Does that mean he's moving back to Washington? I don't know. Let us know, Levi. J.M. Baxter says, show on Netflix or like video service you want to watch but keeps getting pushed back uh, by others. The one that I really, like, I hear, keep hearing great things about Luther, and I really like Idris Ilba and, like, everything he's in, but I've never been able to get around to watching Luther. And now that Breaking Bad is over, I think I'm going to binge watch it on Netflix. Mm, yeah, I want to watch that. I'm also yeah. waiting for that uh, reboot of Frasier that they keep talking about. <laughs> yeah, the blues, the blues of Colin. Yeah, that's what they call it. Right. Uh, it's actually it's actually a prequel reboot of right. Marty Crane back in his uh, cop oh, days. I like it, dude. It's called it's called Colin a Blues. Ah, uh, like they're wearing blue because they're cops. Dude, Colin that is actually great. That's actually great. Marty Crane on the mean streets of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fraser and Niles are like uh, they're like they're like fifteen and eleven or mm-hmm. twelve. They're on the debate one. team. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Andy Burke says this is actually very sweet. Andy Burke says today I'm officially divorced for the second and last time. Congratulations! Uh, I'm not exactly proud of that, but I am happy to get it behind me and move forward. Having you guys to listen to has been great during the past few months, and I really appreciate you guys. I also got turned onto Session Logger, and for that, I'll be right. eternally grateful. But other than all that, please stay off my back. And uh, and Andy, that's very sweet. We're we're happy that we can give you some. I, that's got to be a very tumultuous time for you, and, and we're we're very happy that we can offer you some respite and some nerdy chatter. Uh, to, yeah, that's to help cool. I mean, like. There have been times in my life where like things weren't going so great, and I had podcasts to listen to that really helped me out. So yeah, Blue Yonder podcast was uh, actually a pretty big part of that. Yeah, Blue Yonder, uh, my brother, my brother, me. Yeah, uh, stuff you should know. Boop, uh, Josh. Sorry, we're gonna start crying now. Uh, Joshua Canales. <laughs> Joshua Canales says, uh, Baba Booey and Get Off My Back from the original Get Off My Back. Is this who it is? <gasps> this is who it is. This is it? I thought that it was Rob Zip, but it's not Rob Zip. I knew there would be anal in his name. Josh Canales. Josh. Josh from Texas. Josh Josh from Texas, the original Get Off My Back. There oh, we man, go. The, so the legend is uh, sealed. The legend is sealed. Uh, Sean Keefe says... <laughs> It's out of that hidden temple. Yeah. Sean Keefe says, the store down the street has got some full sale in their Brewfest event. Which one do you prefer? I got some of the Amber Pale and LTD in a mixed pack. Whatever's on LTD, just get that. Yeah, LTD is good. I love their American Pale. I yeah. think it's the best American Pale out there. Gotta love it. And if they have Session, do that as well. Um, James Patterson says, how about Jesse's job update? Any update, Jesse? Um, you know, I don't really have anything to say at the moment. Any No update is the update. And also, while thinking about the government shutdown, please list the high, five hottest congressmen 
All right, here oh, we go. John McCain. Well, I was thinking they don't call him Boner for nothing. <laughs> Boner and Wiener are up there. <laughs> Wiener's sure. no longer a congressman. Uh, new oh, op- I thought we were talking all time. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, man. Well, uh, it's too many to count, really. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get back in the Miller Fillmore days, you got some <laughs> super hotties. Uh, Uncle Alert. <laughs> All right, uh, James F. Cubby says, new Hobbit trailer. I'm actually really excited about The Hobbit. I thought that The the Hobbit was really good, and I'm excited about the new trailer, man. We're getting very close to Hobbit season, Oscar season, which is also uh, very exciting. All right, now we're going to buzz through last week's uh, Facebook roundup. First off, Levi Reekin says, Fox apparently made a show called Gotham about a young detective, James Gordon. I was a huge fan of Gotham Central, so I'm excited about the prospect. What are your thoughts, and how do you think the show might differ from other detective shows and crime procedurals? Have you heard about this? Wasn't this your idea? This was my fucking idea. This one actually was your idea. This actually was my idea. And I'm kind of bummed by this, because now if I actually try to do this idea, then people are going to think I'm copying You're so derivative, Eric. I know, right? But uh, I'm excited to see what happens, but it's Fox, dude. It'll be a fucking procedural. It'll be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'll be very disappointed with it. Uh, (laughs) So I was watching a... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. commercial. Uh-huh. And it was like, don't let... <laughs> it was like, don't let it get spoiled. Watch the whole thing. Like, well, that's kind of begging. <laughs> like, that's Please. literally what they were said. Like, don't let the office spoil it for you. Watch the whole episode. <laughs> like, did, was, was that wow. a problem last week? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, just, just at least give us 40 minutes of your time um, without commercials. Uh, Priscilla Torres says, best dressed at the Emmys, definitely John Boehner. Uh, ben Hall says, Australian Football League Grand Final, Free Have Ho, Free Heave Ho, Michael Coffey, you guys should watch it if you aren't scared. Then Michael Merriman, apparently there's this huge uh, Aussie Rules football thing that's going on here. Uh, Michael Coffey says, Hawthorne Hawks all the way. Ben Hall says, my... Most many typos I can be bothered reposting. That's an interesting sentence. Anyway, let's go Fremantle Dockers. So yeah, that, I'm, a, I'm a Fremantle guy myself. You like the Dockers, I'm pretty though. sure. The, I think the Hawks won. Yeah, but I mean, the Dockers are only good when they're pleated. Like, I don't like unpleated Dock. I don't like the flat front Dockers. Um, yeah. You, you might say they're depleted at the moment. <laughs> Michael Barrett says... Uh, what are your views on the various pumpkin ales? Uh, I think we've talked about that, but he recommends a red hook out of your gourd pumpkin porter. So maybe I'll try there you that go. Um, James Patterson says, Eric, you mentioned following the aces here in the playoffs. They have the nerd look from their Bernie dance. The Red Sox have their beards. The pirates have the Zoltan Z hand sign. If you were on a team, what would your gimmick slash look slash hand sign slash theme be? Jesse, I know you hate baseball, but humor huh? is, an answer to please. Thanks. Also, as a father, it was a bit disconcerting to hear my daughter, <laughs> my daughter and wife in the same sentence. But then again, didn't you say Aaron Martinez's mom womb was an empty tomb? Thanks. Interesting paragraph there. But I'm actually <laughs> not. Uh, I'm not rooting for the A's. I'm rooting for the Pirates. I'm just saying the A's are a hard team not to like. So you are rooting for the Pirates. Yeah, dude, go Pirates, baby. I'm rooting for the Pirates, too. Why not? I just thought that maybe your hatred of Pittsburgh would uh, no, eke no, no. into other sports. It's not sports. a hatred of Pittsburgh. It's a hatred of, 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 the, of the Steelers. You know, I'm not even that mad at the Steelers. 
Come on. That's Dude, because like, you weren't a huge all, fan in 2006, man. All they did... I wasn't a huge fan of football in 2006. Right. All they did was try to win. It's the refs that you should be mad at. No, I hate the Steelers. I hate them. But it's the refs that blew the game. It's not the Steelers. Ugh. All yeah. they did was play the game. Well, if you were a baseball team, what would your uh, what would you say? So, like, what's your refuse to lose? What's your who let the dogs out? Uh, mine is. Do you have a particular give, song? Give a bunt, bunt it up. <laughs> is, mine's called the bunt cake. Bunt cakes, baby. Everyone goes. I love it. My my stadium thing is right. uh, you bring a, a freshly baked homemade cake and you share it with the person next to you. Right. And it's called the Bunt Cake the bunt Exchange. Playing some small ball, bunting. Bunt Cake. Also, I have a Bunt Only strategy. <laughs> only no bunts. batting, Bunt Only. Good idea. Good idea. I'd love to see that shift. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the idea of the terrible towel, and I don't know why this, the Mariners... Oh, this is awful, though, because it's a Steelers thing. Yeah, right? But I like see, the you're idea... You're a Steelers of, fan at heart. I like the idea of the I teal towel. Like, if the Mariners ever made the playoffs, the teal towel... It's teal towel. Also, train conductor hats. Get on the train. Uh, Derek Romain says, how about them Bears, huh? I love Seattle, by the way. Only defense as a whole I like better than mine. Oh, so Seattle's the only defense he likes better than the Bears. The Bears, I was He owns scared. the Bears? I guess so. Uh, the Bears uh, actually are a team that I was very afraid of two weeks ago, but then week four they got demolished by the by the Lions, and I was like, what's the deal, man? Yeah, they look mortal now. I was actually afraid of them, too. Now I'm afraid of the Saints. Yeah, I'm afraid of the Saints as well. I think the Saints are looking pretty damn stout. Uh, but they're also in a pretty bad division. Um, yeah. Well, so are the Seahawks. Yeah. So that's the giant mega Facebook roundup, guys. Thank you so much for uh, Facebook rounding, rounding up us this week. And uh, let's get to recos. Jesse, what's your first reco? Oh, shoot. Um, my first <laughs> recommendation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to this uh, new podcast the other day, the Rob Zip Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're a beer fan, yeah, this is a good one. Rob yep. Zip, he goes to brew festivals. He goes to, like chili places. He's talking to brewers. He's doing interviews. He's getting in the nitty gritty. Uh, really good, yeah. especially. I mean, listen to it anyway. But if you're a beer geek like I am, definitely listen to the Rob Zip podcast. Rob Zip and friends. Rob Zip and Friends, yeah, the Rob Zip and Friends podcast. My first, and you uh, know, it's the right one if it has a little zipper on it, which really cracked me up. <laughs> That's two B's, two P's. Rob Zip, R O B P Z I B P. I love stepping on the end of your jokes. It's like stepping <laughs> on the back of your shoes. Uh, all right, uh, my first reco this Except week. Funnier. Yeah, exactly. My first record this week is uh, going to be Room 237. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's about uh, conspiracy theories surrounding uh, The Shining, the Stanley Kubrick movie The Shining. Oh, and, I've been wanting to watch this. I actually – I've read like a bunch of articles about these. Yeah, it's it's a great documentary. The only thing is it is super creepy. They made it so creepy because of the music that they used to play behind <laughs> the interviews. And they also never show the faces of the people that they're interviewing. It's all just straight-up footage from the movie. So it oh. is fucking creepy. Do they do the thing where it's like they alter the voice? Like, if you look in the scene. No, they don't do that. But they do have like long periods where it's like, <laughs> like it's like the, 
so it'll it'll get you, but it's it's a really interesting uh, it's a really interesting uh, show and and um, some pretty interesting arguments in there as well. There's also some pretty far fetched stuff, but uh, I watched it with my wife and we both really enjoyed it. So, room two three seven. What's your second reco? So mine's concerning another podcast that I like. This is the uh, Get Off My Running Back drinking game. Okay. That I, I'm putting together. I only have two rules so far, uh-huh. but we could we could grow. Okay. Uh, you have to take a drink anytime uh-huh. Eric says chopped liver. <laughs> Do I say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And you have to take two drinks anytime he says Chip Kelly offense. <laughs> Oh man, that Chip Kelly offense! But seriously, I really, I really enjoy listening to uh, "Get Off My Running Back." Um, Rob Zip was the last guest. I'm looking right. forward to this next week. I don't know if you want to uh, tease it or not. But... Uh, let's just say uh, the Martinez clan might be a part of it. Uh, it someone might be leaving that podcast like an empty tomb for that, whoever picks up week uh, five. That's true. Six. No, I'm re- I'm really excited. We're also uh, really being able to get our listeners engaged on there. So if you want to talk football on the Get Off My Running Back podcast, let us know. Uh, send me an email, personalargatthegmail.com, and let me know that you want to be a guest host because, like, we've had Rob Zip on there. These are our guest hosts. We've had we've had Aaron was our first one. We had my buddy Christian, who was a big uh, part of my baseball podcast that I did. But then we had Rob Zip, big time listener of the Personal Arguments podcast. He hosted last week, and then this week we got the Martinez clan. So we're really trying to bring in our listeners and, and make you a part of the show. So if you want to be, a lot of fun. yeah, if you want to be on Get Off My Running Back, Jesse will be a host eventually. And uh, if you want to be on there, if you want to spend an hour with me talking football, believe me, it's it's more painless than you think it will be. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and uh, we'd love to have you on there. Give us an email, personalargatsgmail.com, if you want to be a guest host. Just don't do it if you chop liver. That's what I'm saying. You you got you got to zip right through there, like the like the Chip Kelly offense. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my second record this week: there are new seasons of the NBC sitcoms are now on Netflix. So if you want to catch up on the the final season of Thirty Rock, the final season of The Office, which is actually pretty lame. Uh, wow, that show's still on. Well, it's over now, but the final season oh. is on Netflix. And then the most recent uh, season of also uh, Parks and Rec, they're all up on uh, Netflix. So you got a whole season of uh, NBC comedies to watch, which I like to watch is like background stuff. Like I like to turn on The Office and then just surf the web and it's, uh, you know, and escape my, uh, the, the, the deep, dark, depressing holes that, uh, that fester in my soul. Mm-hmm. And that, that helps. Soul with the, holes. The soul holes. So uh, so check that out, and uh, and that's all the records for this week. Jesse, that's a show, man. I think that's a show. You I think so, it. too. I've, I've uh, officially graduated onto water, so I think it's time to wrap it up. Well, I'm almost uh, sipping on the last dregs of my third bottle, so I think it's about time to wrap it up as well. Jesse, thanks so Each much. Each of those bottles, two and a half gallons. Yeah, you know it. Um and uh, and listener, thank you so so much for for being a part of the show. And uh, please keep in touch. We'd love to get you on. And uh, until next time, remember that wherever you go and whatever you do, please stay, stay arrogant.